let's get ready to study God's Word. to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into today's study. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for giving us your word. We want to thank you for the privilege of studying together like this. We appreciate the fact that we have access to this to this technology for at least a little while. We pray that you will bless these efforts, feeble as they may be, and help us that we will rightly divide your words of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, Wrestling with God. And our passage for this study comes to us from the King James Version, of course, Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 through 26. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. Okay, I love the King James. There are just some of those times where you've got a lot of pronouns you have to work through. So let's read this again more slowly. We already know that the person is Christ. In fact, I stuck that in the, in the heading, Wrestling with God. And in many Bibles that have little notes on them, uh, my Bible here, Esword, says, Jacob wrestles with God. Let's look at it. Which member of the Godhead is involved in all of these human interactions? It's the Son of God. Okay? John tells us, No man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten of the Father, he hath declared him. Every interaction that we see of God with man in the Old Testament is the Son of God. Okay? So here it is. We're going to look at these verses again. Verses 24, 25, and 26. And the man wrestled with the man who is Christ. Okay? And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when Christ saw that he prevailed not against Jacob, Christ touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as Christ wrestled with Jacob. And Christ said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And Jacob said, I will not let thee go, 
except thou bless me. And Christ said unto Jacob, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And Christ said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and has prevailed. In fact, let's continue a little bit. And Jacob asked Christ, and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And Christ said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And Christ blessed Jacob there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Okay. Very interesting situation here. You often have to read multiple verses to get the context with the King James. And after a while, it will, it will resolve itself. Why is Jacob wrestling with God and what kind of wrestling is this? This is one of those places in the scripture where a particular activity is overshadowing a second activity. Jacob is physically wrestling with Christ. Physically. He went to pray because if we remember, if you look at the beginning of Genesis 32, he went to pray because he's in a dire situation. He's coming back home after 20 years and Esau is coming. He gets word that Esau is coming and he does not know what that will mean. And he's perplexed. He splits his family up into two and he goes alone to pray. While he's praying, someone starts wrestling him. He's worried about being ambushed. While he's praying, someone wrestles him and he's fighting with all his strength until the breaking of the day. This goes to tell you that these brethren were strong, <laughs> okay? He rose up that night, split his family into two, comes back over, starts to pray, and immediately he's wrestling someone and he keeps wrestling at full strength until the breaking of the day. That's insane. But he valued his life. And when Christ sees that he is not prevailing against him. Now, I don't know. I don't know how we should look at this. Meaning, Christ, in some form that is touchable, is wrestling Physically, actually wrestling. This is not simply mental or spiritual conflict. There's a physical component here. He's physically wrestling with Jacob. But he's only putting forth a certain amount of strength. Bible does not go into it in any depth. But he's clearly putting a certain amount of strength. And he's, and verse 25 tells us that when Christ was unable to prevail using whatever certain amount of strength he had determined to use in advance. He resorted to disjointing, <laughs> disjointing Jacob's thigh, touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. And now Jacob falls upon him in pain 
but won't let him go. If anything, it looks like the intensity increased. And so Christ says, let me go for the day breaketh. And Jacob, who now understands who he's wrestling with, says, I will not go except thou bless me. He's not bragging. He's not boasting. This is not presumptuous. He's saying, I need, I cannot let this moment go without the assurance that I am in your will, that all of the foolishness and recklessness and rebellion that I have done has been washed away. I cannot, I cannot have you here now in my presence and let this moment pass. This moment is too serious for me. It's too important. And he says, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. I cannot let you go unless I get what I need here. And God asks him, what is thy name? <laughs> and he knows who he's fighting with, but he answers the question. My name is Jacob, supplanter, deceiver. And Christ says, your name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. And Jacob says, tell me, what is your name? And he says, why are you asking for my name? <laughs> why are you asking after my name? And he blessed him. And Jacob, even though Jacob did not get a direct answer, Jacob got enough of an answer. Jacob's like, nope, only reason he decided not to tell me is not to give me a heart attack out here. I have seen God face to face. I was face to face with God and preserved. I have seen God face to face. A lot of times when the Bible talks about seeing someone face to face, they don't necessarily mean seeing the features. They mean the proximity and the direction. Right? When Moses asks to see God's glory, God says, I can't show you my face. No man can see my face and live. I'll cover you with my hand and then you'll be able to see my back. But when God speaks to Miriam and Aaron in Numbers 12, right? The first one was in, in Exodus 32. The second one is in Numbers 12. When God speaks to Miriam and Aaron, he tells them that my servant Moses speaks to me face to face. Okay? So he's not contradicting himself. They may be facing each other, but God is going to enshroud himself to some degree because Moses could not survive a real face-to-face -face encounter with God. Now, here, the fact that God is in a position where he can even be touched, similar to, um, it, it's probably more like how Christ manifested himself to Abraham when he and the two angels were there, they manifested themselves in human form, right? At some point, Abraham realized who he was speaking to and he could look at the Lord. So this situation with Jacob is more in line with the situation with Abraham in that God was in human form and, Moses, and Abraham was able to interact with him. It's more similar to that 
than it was to the situation with Moses, where God is in his divine form and saying, no, 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 <laughs> we, we can't have that kind of interaction. Not now. Okay, we can't have that interaction now. But here Jacob wrestles with God because he needs something from God and he holds on to God. We don't hold on to God as we should. We'd certainly let go of God when it gets painful. Think about it. At the point where Jacob, where Christ touched the hollow of his joint, Jacob could have fallen back, could have let go, could have given up, could have curled up, but he clung tight, more tightly. He did not use the pain as an excuse to flee or recoil. He didn't interpret the move that Christ made on him as a rejection of the wrestling. Even in the face of common sense, he clung more tightly to the person who had just hurt him. And that's one of the things when we talk about the time of Jacob's trouble, because this chapter references, the, the time of Jacob's trouble brings us back to this chapter. In the final conflict, at the end of time, when we look at the conflict that is called, or the portion of, of the time of trouble that is called the time of Jacob's trouble, the thing that we need to understand is that, A, we need to have been confessing our sins from before. Don't let the conflict be the first time that you're thinking about your, your sins, right? Don't let the conflict be the first time. That's A. B. Got to hang on for dear life. Got to hang on regardless. We have to hang on by faith no matter what. C. Even in the midst of this circumstance where he is making sure that everything is right between him and God, even in the midst of this circumstance, where we are depending on God, we're wrestling with God for victory, we cannot interpret anything that God does or allows in a negative way. Jacob clings more closely to God after he has been hurt, after his thigh has been out of joint, than he did at the beginning of the wrestling. We have to trust God no matter what. We have to cling to him and we have to wait for that blessing. I didn't read verses 31 and 32. And as he passed over Penuel, the sun rose upon him and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank, he being God. Okay? Jacob, this experience, sometimes our encounters with God leave scars. And we should not feel negatively about that. 
God knows why he does it. It's not always apparent to us. We should not feel negatively about that. He came through this encounter with a new lease on life, with the understanding that his sins had absolutely been forgiven, that he was reconciled to God. But he comes out of this encounter with a victorious limp. He wrestled with God and won, but he left with a limp. And he was not bitter about it. One more thing, and this is an interesting thing that I might do a larger study on later. But for a long time, it has always bugged me that Abraham got his name changed. Look how I said it. That Abram got his name changed to Abraham. And we never say Abram again. But Jacob gets his name changed to Israel and from here on out, we hear Jacob, we hear Israel, we hear Jacob, we hear Israel, we hear Jacob, we hear Israel. And I, oh, I kept saying to myself, why is it for such a hard-fought battle that his name is still flipping and flopping? And just the other day, it occurred to me that a part of the reason for the interchange of the name is that it needs to be very clear and obvious to us that Israel is the name of the people of God, the victorious people of God, and it is not based solely or even primarily on biology. It's one thing to change Abraham's name, or as the case might be, to change Abram's name to Abraham. And it's one thing to have Father Abraham in your lineage. But it's important that when we say the children of Israel, we mean both God's people and the children that came from Jacob at some point. It's important that we be able to disassociate the name Israel with Jacob on occasion. Because it is important for us to understand that Israel is not strictly biological. It is those who have faith in God those who have accepted Christ by faith. And that is why Jacob's name change is floppier than every other name change you see in the Bible. All the other folks that get their name changed, that's the name you see them with. Everybody else that's called and he shall be called X, that's the name you see them with. But Jacob's flops back and forth because God needs us to recognize that Israel is somewhat independent of Jacob. Because Israel is not just a biological construct. It is a construct of faith. And Jacob's struggle that gave him the name Israel was a struggle of faith. And the time of Jacob's trouble that is coming up that we need to be prepared for is a struggle that will be based on absolute and complete faith in God because we will have nothing else to cling to. But we need to begin today. We need to begin the confession of sins today. We need to begin the focus on God today. Because remember that the time of Jacob's trouble occurs after probation closes. And the reason that that time is so stressful is that 
each person who's wrestling in that moment realizes that if there is something that they have not confessed, there is no time for confession there. There is no opportunity for confession there. That's what makes the struggle, the wrestling so significant. We need to be able to wrestle with God and we need to get in the habit of doing it now and not letting go until he blesses us, even if we suffer a painful experience on account of it. May God help us to understand and appreciate this story that has been left here, this account that has been left here for our edification. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. Genesis 32, 24-26. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your mercy, your goodness, your love to us. We thank you for providing for us a way of escape. We thank you for providing a way of salvation. We thank you for giving us prayer that we can come boldly before the throne of grace, not presumptuously, but boldly by faith. Help us, Lord, to wrestle with you for the things that we need. Help us not to be afraid of your touch, even if it might leave us with a limp on occasion. Help us not to let you go, except you bless us. And help us to be willing to wrestle until the break of day, if, if the situation warrants it. Bless us, we pray. Please be with this ministry, be with those that hear us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom podcast, where my brother and I conduct Bible studies in a discussion format. These podcasts can be found on all the major podcast platforms, such as Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word. Thank you.